For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Hey there, Mike Stelzner coming to you with a fascinating update you might not be familiar with. Did you know that Social Media Examiner can deliver all the marketing, training, news, and trends, insights that you need into your inbox three days a week when you sign up for our newsletter and it's completely free? Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates and take your marketing to the next level. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Good morning and welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Michael Stelzner. My co-host today is Eric Fisher. Kim Reynolds is in the control room. Jeff C. is handling simulcast. Great Stuffy is our show producer. And yes, we have a team, a big team that puts on this show every week. And this is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We cover all the news that broke literally in the last few days. And this show is made possible due to Social Media Marketing World 2018. Check it out at smmw18.com. All right. On today's show, we've got an amazing show lined up for you. We're going to explore Facebook Watch. We're going to actually show it to you. We know not a lot of you have it, but some of you have recently just got it in the last few days. So we're going to show it to you. We're going to talk about it. Uh, and then our second segment, Sue B. Zimmerman is joining us to talk about Instagram stories coming to the desktop and also some upgrade updates to Instagram galleries. And we've got a lot more breaking news to talk about this week. Uh, if you're new to the show, if you want to watch the live show, get on your calendar by visiting socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. This show is also a podcast, which you can find in Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, all those great places. All right. So um, with that, I want to go ahead and get started for the very first piece of news, which is that Facebook Watch, which really I'm going to describe this as television, Facebook TV, I think is the easiest way to describe this, yeah. has been spotted widely on mobile and on desktop. And the first thing I want to do is explain how you find it. Uh, the best way that I've been able to locate it is to go to Facebook.com. On the desktop, on a laptop, or on a you know screen, a, a regular computer, and then look in the upper left-hand corner underneath your picture. It should be the news feed, and then Messenger, and then the watch. And it looks like a little icon that looks kind of like a TV with a little. It's blue, and it has a little play button inside of it. Now on uh, iOS and Android. Um, I don't have it on on mobile, but my understanding is if you had it, it would be living. Uh, on, on the menu that shows up when you click on the little three-line hamburger thing, and it would be on that menu somewhere. Uh, Eric and I have been messing around with uh, Facebook Watch, and I want to kind of explain a little bit of my experience over the last few days because I have been consuming it. Eric can explain his experience, and then we'll talk about kind of uh, – kind of what we think it's going to evolve into. So uh, there's four shows that I had a chance to experience. And when you go to Facebook Watch, the very first thing that you're going to see is kind of the 
the premiere shows are going to be at the top and they're rotating in a kind of animation. And these shows, I sampled four out of the six shows that are uh, on display, five or six shows, and they were all exceptionally well television quality TV shows. First one I want to talk about is called Ball in the Family. Ball in the Family is a story about um, Lonzo Ball, who was recently recruited into the LA Lakers. And it's about his father and his uh, three, his, his siblings and his mom. And it's basically a story about how um, this dad wants all of his kids to be NBA stars, but his mom just had a stroke. Uh, Lonzo Ball. And, it, and he just gets recruited into the NBA. And it's basically like a behind the scenes life story of the Ball family. It's pretty cool. Uh, and it's exceptionally well done. The next one, which I think is my personal favorite, is called Returning the Favor. Returning the Favor is uh, starring Mike Rowe. And Mike Rowe, you may know his name from Dirty Jobs. Uh, he goes on location and Eric, you watched this show, right? He goes. Yes, I did. He goes to to he goes to people that are basically helping in their community, and he surprises them. First, he tells them he's doing a behind the scenes documentary on community service, and then he surprises them, kind of like those shows where they real rebuild people's houses, except what they do is like they um, they like clean up their facility and bring them supplies and get the whole community involved. It's kind of a feel good show, and I thought it was exceptionally well done. What did you think about it, Eric? I thought it was so well done that I decided, in fact, to watch the vi the video of that show on my television, my actual television, through the Facebook Apple TV app, and I could not tell the, that it wasn't real TV that I was watching. Yeah, this was exceptional. And if you're looking for a feel-good kind of show that's good for the family, absolutely, this is the show. All right, the next one is called Loosely Exactly Nicole. Now, this is an adult comedy sitcom and I sitcom and I stress adult. But this is a true like half an hour sitcom that you would expect to watch on television and it's it's produced just at the same quality as TV except it's got a lot of adult humor inside of it and it's a story about this gal Nicole and her roommate and uh their life situations. Um and then the next one is I want my phone back and I want my phone back is actually kind of they call it a game show where they go out into like the streets of New York City and they take people's phones and they offer them <laughs> money to do things with their phones that are embarrassing. And they start by offering them five dollars or ten dollars until they say, I want my phone back. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's kind of crazy. To be honest with you, but uh, it is it is really cool. So um, that's just been my experience, Eric. If you want to go ahead and tell people, go ahead and walk them through kind of the the whole kind of experience of what we're looking at here on the screen, and and maybe yeah, share a little so, bit about your experience as well. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, it's it's easy to find if especially on desktop where you go literally to uh, your profile and uh, or on your newsfeed when you first go into Facebook and you look to the upper left and right there below messages, it's that little TV thing. And once you click that, it's going to take you into um, basically the landing page for Facebook Watch, which you can also find at facebook.com slash watch. That's another easy way to just drop you right into it. And they, they land you by, through that URL on the Discover tab, which is, again, going to have a rotation of some of their most popular and, you know, basically some of the, the most featured uh, shows, the highest quality shows. Although, the, I mean, from what I'm seeing, the, the quality is pretty high across the board for the most part. So, uh, so you've got that. And then as soon as you start scrolling down a bit, you get 
to where you see today's spotlight. That's a section where, uh, these are essentially the, the episodes that are, uh, they're highlighting for today. And then as you go further down, you'll see a new this week. So these are new, either new episodes or new shows that have come this week. And, uh, I'm even seeing Mike Stelzner's on, uh, this one, his face pop up. See, there's a, there's a social component really? as well. Huh. Yeah, your your face was showing up on this episode of Return the Favor as I was scrolling. Oh, and I'm look like, at that. That's oh, crazy. interesting. It's probably because it's like that. That's fascinating because I watched that episode, and yeah. that that is really really fascinating. Cool. Keep going. So that it's, you don't get that with Netflix, right? So scroll down, and then there's popular now. So this is like what's trending right now. This is what's most being watched at this moment or in general. I don't know that there's a location factor to this, but I, I assume there will be at some point for sure. And then there's a section called what friends are watching. So apparently some of my friends are watching some of these shows here with uh, celebrities reading mean tweets, things like that. Uh, most talked about even. And by the way, these are these are new categories since we actually prepped this show. These, th yeah, that's why I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I'm scrolling and this. They've built it out since yesterday. So yeah, and then 10 minutes cool. or more. So these are obviously slightly longer episodes. Um, now, one of the things that I found when I was watching this is it wasn't smart enough to know exactly where I left off when I came back to it. It seemed to restart. Uh, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they will eventually fix that. Now, I am also going to state that if you start – if you don't start watching those ones they profile at the top, you may actually come to the conclusion this is absolute crap. And I'm mm. not kidding because there's a lot of garbage in there, okay? Um, for example, I've seen – I'm going to – I'm not going to name names here, okay? But some people that are very high profile in our industry, I've seen them just talking to the camera and, um, you know, they could have created that video anywhere. Um, other stuff like Gary Vaynerchuk actually was just republishing some of his old Gary V episodes. Like there was one back from February and it actually said February on it. So it, what I see happening right now is – um, there are some people that have early access to this that are just recycling old content, but that, but then there are some very high quality, uh, shows on here that were actually clearly originally created exclusively for this platform. Because like at the end of a lot of these high profile shows, they say, uh, uh, follow me on Facebook. So, um, yeah. So, um, once you actually go into a show and why don't you go ahead and click play on that show, Eric, and then pause it right away so we can kind of explain what, what's happening. So when you're watching a show, normally what happens is like probably three quarters of the screen will fill up with the video itself. And then what you'll see is off on the right, you will see, um, a little description of the show and then you'll see up next. And then you'll see a tab that says comments you will begin to see people that are commenting on the show. And what's kind of cool about this is you can actually comment while you're watching the show, similar to what we experienced with Facebook Live. Now, I don't think that these comments are necessarily timestamped like they are when you're watching a live video, but it just allows you to interact with people while you're watching the show. And then if Eric wanted to, he could have hovered over the video and made it go full screen. So that you can avoid all of that, those comments. Now, the one thing I don't like about watching shows on here is that the world notification bar at the top keeps, keeps pinging. <laughs> so I think if they really want someone to suck into a show, they should get rid of the notification bar at the top and actually have this take over the full screen so that you have a fully immersive experience. Because when I'm watching a show and I see someone tagged me, I'm taken away from the show. 
And that's probably yeah. not what they want. Well, that's exactly why I also went and watched it on my Apple TV, even though the watch system isn't set up in that app yet, should be rolling out pretty soon, much like it will on mobile. They do give you the option, just like YouTube, to watch it in full definition. So um, if you have yeah. a really bad bandwidth connection, it'll start pre- previewing it kind of slow and then and it'll pick up. So let's go to the next tab, which shows what a page looks like for a show, because this is where it gets a little bit fascinating. So each show actually has a page behind it. And the what we're looking at right now is Mike Rose returning the favor page. First thing you'll notice is it says on the left, it shows the little uh, square avatar returning the favor. And then underneath it, it says buy Mike Rowe with the blue check mark. So if you wanted to, I could follow Mike Rowe and see he has millions of followers because he's tagged directly to that show. In the header is the show. So if Eric wanted to, he could actually play and watch that show at the very top up there. Now, along the left bar, Eric, can you read what some of those tabs are? Uh, home is the is where we're at. And then you've got episodes. You've got about community playlists, more videos, posts and photos. So this is a little fascinating because like if you click on community, go ahead and click on community. You'll see that this is kind of uh, like a regular Facebook page and you'll begin to see people that have posted, quote unquote, to the returning the favor page. And um, and and it shows you how many fans and followers they have. And it looks a lot like what you would expect to see uh, on, on a page. And then if you click on the posts which is uh, below that, I think. These are people that have posted to the page. So this is where it gets kind of fascinating. You can post to a show page. You can comment on a episode of a video. You can watch a video. Um, There's just all sorts of factors to this thing. And it's kind of like they're layering in, um, you know, the typical stuff that you would expect on on a page with this watch component and it's kind of fascinating. And as Eric is scrolling down the page, looking at all these posts and the comments on those posts, he's also seeing the ability to watch the video up at the top of the screen. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this, you know, if you do apply for this and you get your show accepted, you're going to have to build a new page because this is not obviously living on Mike Rose page, you know, instead this right. is a special page created with episodic content. Do you have any more comments on that before we move on to the next tab there, Eric? No, let's move on. Let me bring that next one up here. So new this week. So this is a little bit of a a little micro um, section. This is almost like what we were seeing earlier where the new rows were below hand and everything. So so for example, new this week is a section where you can see uh, down below, you can start scrolling. You can you can see those things. Um, let's see another another tab here is the today's spotlight. So again, you, we already saw this previously, but this is one of those examples where um, it's bringing in content here and it's it's giving it in a today's spotlight. So these are again featured uh, episodes for today, and then. We've got popular now, which again is another one of those tabs. So if you go to the facebook.com slash watch, you can see uh, all these different categories there under the rotating banners uh, that are there. 
which is pretty cool because, you know, for them to have this already built out, I mean, this is, this is built out in, in very much a, you know, Netflix type of a way when you first go into the Netflix app and you see these, you know, trending now or you're, to see the, to see a tab that says your friends watched this. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and one thing that's uh, important to um, point out is there isn't really a way to search at all in this thing. So right. you can't like search for your favorite episode. There's no search bar on the main page. You just have all these different categories. It's almost like a Yahoo directory right now. So, um, you know, I think that's probably all that we have to say about watch other than I would encourage you to watch it. I believe I will tell you some of my thoughts on this. I believe that Facebook is um, uh, if they do this right, this is going to be very successful because I found myself being completely consumed by these TV shows. And I thought they were amazing because here I was last night mm -hmm. looking for what's on TV. And other than watching like a rerun of America's Got Talent, there was not much to watch. And coming and kind of spending some time watching these shows, which were really well done, uh, was not a unusual or challenging experience. And as, just like Eric said, you know, the fact that this does work on a smart TV, you have to, is there a special app that you have to use to be able to do that, Eric? Well, like they said, when they first launched this, Facebook said they, that for all the sticks or TVs, the Roku's, the Apple TV's, the uh, Fire Sticks, all that kind of stuff, they were going to be rolling out apps that if there weren't already an app for that dongle or whatever you want to call it, that that it was going to be rolling out. Well, the Apple TV already had a Facebook app, but it's not updated yet to reflect the watch experience. I'm looking forward to it, though. Absolutely. Well, uh, as we begin transitioning to our next segment, I just want to encourage everybody to go ahead and try it out. Um, and, and by the way, if you have a direct link to one of the shows, uh, I found it's kind of a – you can still watch the shows even if you don't have watch. So, uh, Kim, maybe we can paste a couple links to a couple of the shows in the comment section and we'll be sure to do that in the show notes as well because you do not have to have access to watch. Uh, you don't have to have that actually show up on your uh, sidebar to be able to watch some of these shows because – the very first time I saw one was I saw Guy Kawasaki had personally shared one of his shows. And, and then and then the next day, all of a sudden, I saw it show up in my navigation bar. All right, folks. Well, uh, we're going to transition to the next section. I just want to remind you that Social Media Marketing World is uh, an event that is sponsoring this show and one you really seriously ought to consider. Uh, we are super stoked about the amazing lineup of talent we have. You can learn more by visiting... Uh, smmw18.com. Again, smmw18.com. Okay, uh, we're now excited to bring on Sue B. Zimmerman. Sue, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, it's great to be here. And I just learned something new. OMG Facebook. Yeah, pretty crazy stuff, huh? So yeah. talk to us about, um, and by the way, folks, if you don't know who Sue is, she's one of the leading experts on Instagram. And there's a number of stories that we're going to be talking about. The first one is Instagram stories coming to the desktop. What is the news here um, on Instagram stories coming to the desktop? What does it mean? What can you tell us? Yeah, so for all you people that like to be on your desktop to view stories instead of on your mobile, um, you can literally watch stories. So you're going to be seeing a bar of avatars that have the rainbow that means there's an active story across the top and when you see that you can click in and watch the stories from what i understand it's going to be really easy to navigate going forward and back within the story they're going to have arrows there for you to easily watch stories so i mean it's like 
watch time on the computer is really um, exciting for people, especially if you're not one to carry your mobile all the time. I will let you know that, Michael, that I have the Google Chrome extension um, for Instagram stories, and I've been able to watch it, but it's a little chunky, uh, clunky and that you can't always pull up the accounts that you want to watch. But what you're going to see on the desktop are the stories from the people who you follow, the people that you follow and your friends that you follow. You will actively see those stories. So this is yet another reason why creating Instagram stories on a regular basis can help you get more um, exposure and get discovered. If you're not doing stories, you're not going to get discovered, right? Yeah. And uh, we should disclose that this uh, Chrome plugin is just a third-party hack. It's not an official Instagram. Uh, oh. It's not an official right. Inst- right, Eric? I mean, we've talked about this on, no. on the podcast. Yeah. So what you're going to experience with the actual rollout on desktop is probably going to be much smoother than what you're experiencing with this third-party hack, which is kind of yeah. probably just kind of you know fooling Instagram to think that you're actually on a mobile device. Eric, now you discovered some news about this as well. Did you want to share any of what you discovered? Yeah, what I wanted to make sure, because I know a couple of the the websites were reporting the news about this, and they were failing to include as often as they needed to the word mobile when it comes to mobile web. And a lot of people were thinking you were going to be able to create and post stories coming up in the coming months on the desktop. And that's not what they're saying. They're saying mobile web. Right. Which is a very different thing. So you'll be, but you, but you will be be able to consume stories. And for those of us that are social media marketers that work at a desktop or on a laptop all day long, I think it will allow us to, um, first of all, be able to look at others that are creating stories and and just make sure that the stories look, you know, decent or whatever. Um, and I don't know. I mean, Sue, any thoughts on whether or not Facebook is trying to train Instagram users to possibly use it on desktop as much as on mobile? Because you know, obviously, a lot of people I, use Facebook on both. Yeah, I don't think that I do not think that Instagram is going to uh, ever let you upload photos and and stories on the desktop because then the Apple won't serve its purpose as it is. I will tell you that I've used an amazing tool where you can upload stories on desktop. Um, it's an it's a tool called Planoly, which has a mobile and desktop application where I have created stories. And you can schedule them later. So for all you marketers who just don't have time to be on your phone creating stories, you can do that currently and schedule your post um, one story at a time if you want to. Very fascinating. Um, Okay. So the other part of the news is uh, galleries. Uh, Talk to us about what these galleries used to do and what the new news is. And let's talk about some of the creative ideas of what you think we could do with some of this stuff. Yeah, so I'm glad that you're, I'm glad that this happened yesterday. I was one of those frustrated, uh, Instagram users who often wanted to include a, um, uh, horizontal post in my gallery and, you know, Instagram just sized it to square. So you can now have a, um, any format that your photos are in. It will automatically resize in your gallery. So let me explain to you what a gallery is. So when you upload when you when you press the plus sign on your mobile to upload a photo or a video, you have the option of creating a gallery, which essentially has up to 10 posts in it. And within each post, it can either be a photo sized the way that you want it now as of yesterday, or 
up to a minute video. Now, I don't recommend creating a 10-minute video on Instagram in the feed, but there are so many creative ways that you can be alternating different, you know, a video and then a photo, and you can change the filter within each post that you have. So you can, if you're, you know, if you're someone who is especially in, uh, into photography and videography, and you want to get really creative and stand out from your competition, it allows you to do that now in a more creative way. You know, I'm thinking out loud. So, so correct me if I'm wrong, but prior to this update, it would crop to square, right? So, right. Is the same thing with video too? Would it crop it to square? Crop. Yeah, it, it was just uploaded as a square. So video square. So it would take a regular video, but it would make it square or or would it have to only be a, a square to begin with? Do you know? I've used all kinds of videos, but I think the ones that I've uploaded, Mike, have been in my app, like within Instagram. And it wasn't um, one of my YouTube videos within it. So I don't know the answer to that. But so, I, but but everything within my um within my post was always square. So, so it, it would yes. be interesting to see if the video up, you have the option for the video to upload. Well, here's where I'm well. going with this. Uh, let's say you just did this killer Instagram story or Facebook story or Snapchat story. And uh, let's say there's eight segments to it. What's stopping you from uploading those and making those an Instagram post? I'm just thinking creatively here. Um, you could now, couldn't you? <laughs> You could, but one of the things I say about Instagram stories, because, um, you know, when you, it's really, I think it's important whatever you're doing in your story should definitely be different from what you're posting in your feed so that people will want to go click into your story and watch it. Unless, like you said, it's, it's something that you're teaching that you want to live on forever. You can save that clip into your camera roll and create a more, I think a more curated post, you know, oh, I one totally that agree. highlights. I agree. But I'm just thinking creatively here. You could, if you want, if you had this just amazing story that you created and you're just so bummed that it's going to be gone in 24 hours and you want it to live on, um, I would imagine you could create a gallery or any kind of content, you know, you can now create a gallery if you have content that you created that was not originally square, right? You yeah. I love that you're saying that because I think so many marketers um, work harder and not smarter sometimes and repurposing awesome content, especially the measurement for me, Mike, is always how many people are clicking through that story or that tip or that, you right. know, that, that, um, ins you know, inspirational posts that I made and I want people to see it again after or they've asked for it after. Right. So you can you can definitely share it again. But I think the measurement is how many people are clicking through and are you getting that positive feedback from people that kind of validates that the story is great. Right. And so when when you when I teach something and people are like, dang it, I missed the whole clip. I'm like, you gotta wait for a hashtag to, um every seven posts to see it. Like I have a hashtag that has a video that teaches a story tip that's really well received. So to your point, saving those really good content, micro content pieces and posting them on Instagram is a great idea. Uh, on the gallery, if you put a couple of videos in there, uh, I'm not as familiar with this. Does it, uh, do you have to swipe to go to the next one or does it automatically go to the next one? It doesn't automatically go like an Instagram story does. You have to physically swipe and you have to condition people to swipe. So a little, a couple of tips for people that are, haven't quite done a gallery yet. And I did give Kim our blog post where we have seven tips of creating gallery posts and different um, examples of what good posts are. When you do upload a gallery post, I strongly suggest that you say swipe four times, 
swipe five times or swipe seven times, depending on how many clips that you have in your gallery, because most people don't notice the icon, the double square icon. That literally means that it is a gallery post, but not everyone's conditioned to swipe. So you've got to give that call to action and tell people swipe four times and you don't want to miss number three or you want to get the tip on number four. And when you upload your gallery post, like I said earlier, you guys, you can absolutely give each clip a different look and feel by editing the filter per clip in the gallery. Do you know if uh, Instagram provides any analytics on how far in the gallery people get? Do they tell you that in the Instagram analytics? Yeah, you can now see you can now see analytics for gallery posts. You you weren't you weren't able to see that before. So will so it show all, you like how many people saw the first, second, and third, and and how deep in kind of quantity wise they went, or is it just? I don't know if it measures. I don't think it measures each each post in the clip. It measures it as, it as, a, as whole, a total, from what it. I understand. But I, the last time I looked at insights, I did see that as one of the features. And by the way, can I just uh, elaborate a second here, Mike? Oh. What's the timing? Oh, you got about a minute. Okay, good. A minute. So by the way, for those of you that are here, I'm assuming that you do have a business Instagram account where you do get amazing insights. And those insights have been updated and changed frequently. In fact, last week, Instagram started giving insights on every single clip in your story, not just at the end. So you can literally see the views of each clip in your story, the retention, the views, and you want to pay attention to these numbers and look at where people are, you know, their habits, where they're clicking out, where they're staying, where they're watching your whole story, because those analytics help you decide what's working in your stories. And I know a lot of people haven't quite embraced stories yet, but guess what, you guys? There's 250 million Instagram stories every day. And um, one out of five stories that are posted by businesses actually receive an Instagram direct message reply. I mean, I just, you know, I have conversations with people all the time. Eric and I just had conversations in the direct message. It is powerful to be doing stories. So I challenge you all to start doing stories because it really is powerful. It really, you can start great conversation. Awesome. Sue, thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell everyone where they can discover more about you? Sure, you guys. I just relaunched a brand new website, SueBZimmerman.com, where you can grab my free Instagram strategy guide or my free three training video series. And if you have any questions, ask me over on Instagram. I'm here to help you guys any way that I can. I see a lot of familiar faces and I so appreciate the love and you guys following me and commenting and being a part of the community. Thank you so much, Sue. All right, folks, there you have it. Uh, Lots of new news coming from Instagram. Now we're going to transition over to our found in the wild section, which is a lot of fun. These are all just things that we discover that uh, are not necessarily out there and seen in the general world. But before we do, I just want to ask that if you love this show, share it, tell your friends about it. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, we appreciate you helping to get the word out. And also, Social Media Marketing World, don't forget about the, that conference. That's the place where you can meet people like Sue and Eric and me and Hobnob with all the top experts and a lot of your peers in the world of social media marketing. Visit smmw18.com. All right. So we're now going to get into our found in the wild segment. And we've got a bunch of stuff that we have located in the wild Eric, why don't you go ahead and explain what we're looking at, especially for those that uh, are listening? Yeah, so I wanted to remind people that a few months ago, back in July, Facebook 
uh, admins started to see these pop-up chat prompts on their page when they would visit the page as themselves and not as the page. So, for example, you were on the Social Media Examiner site as Michael Stelzner and not Social Media Examiner. And this pop-up pops, this pop-up chat thing pops up and it says, Social Media Examiner's active now. Start a conversation. And we were just, and you were like, what is this? And I was like, I have no idea. Yeah, let me we, describe it just in case before. any of you guys have ever seen this, but it almost looks like a little box that pops up and shows the the avatar, the brand name and your uh, your masthead graphic. And it's just, you know, it, it just kind of almost like encourages people to just go ahead and message us. Right, Eric? Yeah. And we got a flood of messages suddenly and we finally were like, oh, that's why. <laughs> exactly. So so the update is now that they have rolled out a, a an ability for page admins to go into your page message settings and you can now change that from on or off for being able to prompt visitors to your page to send you a message yeah and um let's talk about kind of the pros and cons to having this thing on yeah. um so first of all why would someone want to have this what do they even call these things uh messenger prompts i, I think it's a chat prompt okay i what, think it's like a, what's the yeah. upside to having this thing turned on in your opinion well, the upside is, like we said, it, it works. We got a, we got. I mean, I don't know if I had to guess, but uh, percentage wise, we saw at least a thirty to forty percent uptick in Facebook messages to our page once this was turned on. Now, this could be really beneficial if you have a bot. So, if you have yes. a bot that is automatically answering questions or trying to get people on a list so that you can get them in an autoresponder sequence, uh, something like ManyChat can do, then you definitely want to turn this thing on because it allows you to have a different way of communicating with people, which is via messenger, right? But if you don't have a bot, <laughs> which we don't, Eric. Yeah. Um, There's the downside. <laughs> the downside is that you might get inundated with messages uh, and you may not have the support team to handle it, right? I mean, what kind of messages were people – were they just saying, hey, I'm testing this out or what the heck were they, Eric? Do you know? There, there were a bunch that were very I – mean, well, I mean, you did that. Hey, hey, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is – you know. And, and so there was a lot of people who were like, "How?" well, I'll tell you the number one question was, how would you turn this on? I want it on my page. Right. And I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about until yep. we got more information. So um, most of you probably do not want this thing turned on. And the way you turn it off is you go to um, you go to your settings, which you will find either in uh, business manager or in or outside of business manager. And then you click on. Um, the messaging uh, option, right, Eric? And when you yeah, click on the yeah, messaging- once you're in your pages settings, you click on messaging, and it's it's about a third halfway down the page in those options. And it's under general settings, and it says prompt visitors for what does it say to connect? Yes, prompt visitors to send messages, and then you can. It's defaulted. Uh, it sounds like it's now defaulted to off unless we turned it off. Do you know, Eric? If we turned it off. I think we turned it off, but I think now uh, I think it's defaulted on when that when yeah, that and it used up. to be that we didn't have an option, and we were like, ah, exactly, what do we do about this? So we actually turned off all of messaging because we didn't know what to do. Do you remember that, Eric? We're yes. like, okay, we're getting inundated, so we're just going to turn off messaging for now until we can figure out what in the world's going on. And mm -hmm. um, it was really kind of surprising when it first happened to me. And what what's kind of annoying from the user's perspective is it shows up every time you go to that page. 
It does. And it's kind of a, I don't know. It's one of those kind of things that I'm not sure the current function. People already have their issues about pop-ups for chat or just pop-ups in general. Exactly. Be careful. All right. The next found in the wild is kind of surprising. And this was brought to us by Abraham. um, How do I say his last name? Uh, Viejas, I think maybe. Um, And Abraham, uh, I believe, belongs to the Social Media Marketing Society. Uh, It may have been somewhere else. I can't remember. Um, But we got permission to show this. And what we're looking at here is inside of a Facebook group. There were suggested um, stories, content from other pages. Can you read what it says in the blue box to us, Eric? Get a conversation started by sharing these page posts in your group. And then what does it say underneath that? Underneath it says storage stories from related pages. Only admins can see these stories unless you share them in a group. And these stories appear to be video. They're not. They're not Facebook stories, that's for sure. So um, so this new thing that Abraham discovered is kind of a prompt uh, of what, what Facebook thinks are relevant conversation starters inside of groups. And they are specifically, in this case, videos, and it, they're kind of in a carousel kind of a thing. We have not yet discovered this. I don't know. Have, has anybody seen this yet? The only way you're going to see this, again, is if you are a Facebook admin of a group. And it sounds like this is designed to really enable dialogue. Now, I'm the admin of some groups. I have not yet seen this. I don't think we have this inside the Social Media Marketing Society. But this is kind of a fascinating thing because – This is Facebook saying to a group, hey, here's some content we think your members might find fascinating. From a marketing perspective, I think that's actually kind of important. Don't you, Eric? Because like if Facebook is suggesting that you ought to share this content into your group, I mean, that could lead to a lot of dialogue with that content and a lot of potential traffic to your page. Well, it means that it's most likely aligned with the group purpose or mission or content. And it also means that that content they're suggesting to you has some sort of value to it and been vetted already by social engagement through the algorithm. Now, when we find these things, uh, and we have lots of friends that, you know, send us these things, uh, it doesn't mean it's, it's coming. It could just be an experiment that Facebook is doing, but it's always fascinating to think about this because um, I think this is really good because if you have good content, and Facebook is magically helping you get that content in front of groups. And that seems to be a win for everyone. So, yeah. All right. Next found in the wild. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, everybody grab your phone right now and pull up Facebook and try to ignore all the other notifications on Facebook. Click on the three little hamburger lines, which on iOS is on the bottom. Excuse me. And I think on Android, it's at the top. And then you want to scroll down a little bit to, um, I don't know, Eric, what do you call that section on your phone that has all these different things? I just call it the more section. Yeah. And inside more that, in settings. Inside that okay. section, there should be something called top live. And, and it'll also say new on the right. And um, what this actually is, is Facebook is now bringing um, the top live video directly to um, to you. So, for example, if you click on it, what we're looking at here is it actually – your screen turns black and it says top live 
And what it is, is it's just the most popular live video currently trending on Facebook. And as you scroll down, you will see all of the live videos that are popular on your mobile device. Now on desktop, we've always had something like this. And I maybe you know the name of it, Eric, off the top of your head, but it was like some sort of a map of the world. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I do remember that. Um, some people are telling me right now that they went to that section on their phone and they're seeing us in that section right now because we are live with. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. Wow. (laughs) So I wonder if the stuff that's in there is, well, okay. So Eric and I tried this yesterday and we were preparing. We're number two. (laughs) We're number two. Click like while you're there, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Click like and share. (laughs) So, um, you guys understand the power of this thing? Like this is a pretty big deal, right? So if you can get your show to trend in the top live video on Facebook and Facebook begins to um, somehow uh, move this feature up so that more people can find it, this could lead to more discovery of your show. Now, Eric and I, when we both did it, we saw the exact same top live shows, right, Eric? So they were, yes. we don't believe that this is only showing shows that you're from pages that you're, um, you're fans of, but it could because we were seeing things that we were not fans of, you know, we were just seeing like mostly news related shows. So, um, the cool thing is that this is a great thing for those of us that do live video and, um, uh, and there you have it. Any, anything else you want to add on that, Eric? No, I just, I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. I kind of hope that they make it a little easier to get to instead of having to go down into the settings in your, Facebook app and then scroll down to then tap top live. Yeah. And by the way, I will, I will state that, um, uh, all the stuff under that hamburger setting kind of, they, that Facebook seems to mess around with the order of it, but the, the top live was at the very bottom the first time I discovered it. And then it started kind of moving its way around that category and it's definitely not on desktop. So I love this, that they're bringing a new discovery system to mobile for Facebook live for all of us that do Facebook lives you know, you can rejoice. All right. Uh, moving on to the next news item. Um, Facebook is announcing a brand new way to enjoy memories and milestones. And Eric, maybe you can kind of describe what is happening on the screen here a little bit. Yeah. So we've all seen, you know, hey, on this day in Facebook for ourselves, often as we go through the, the mobile app, um, this is what it's what it's showing you is um, your memories um, yeah. that um, are not just on this day, this last year, but all the years. Right. So it's kind of a it's kind of a cool little way for you to go back and do like a little time capsule history kind of thing and find something perhaps that you shared one year ago, two years ago, seven years ago, depending on how long you've been on Facebook. And it just, it's kind of a neat little way for you to remember all the, um, the things that you've done on your personal profile on Facebook. They've just, I, I guess the easiest way to say this is they've made it a little easier for you to enjoy these memories and these milestones. And I think we might have another, uh, yes. example. And, and one of the key things here is, and I'll tell you this, I see a lot of people who suddenly they're reminded of something. And, and by the way, these are, these are posts, previous posts from our own profiles that got lots of engagement and that's why Facebook is bringing those certain ones up. And so for them to bring back something that's already gotten lots of engagement for you to maybe share it again and say, Hey, remember when this happened? Like, I I can't tell you how many times I see that happening in my feed. 
Yeah, and this one we're looking at right here is showing um, some of the fun things that you did over the summer. And all it's done is it's kind of collated some of the more popular posts that you put together that had reactions into um, into something that you know you did over a season or a period of time, and presumably you can share these things. So, so these yeah. memory recap stories and stuff, and meaningful memories and stories that are seasonal, um, it just allows you to kind of remember. Um, some of the fun memories because we all live, especially social media marketers, literally in the today and tomorrow and we never look back, right? So having some of this, yeah. having like, oh yeah, we actually have a life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is a really good rollout for improving the controls on this uh, on the day feature that they've had for a while now. Absolutely. All right, Eric, uh, what's next on our agenda here? All right, so YouTube has basically started rolling out finally their new uh, redesigned mobile app, their logo, their redesigned desktop site. Uh, what we're looking at here is actually a gift that transports you from 2005 to an every other kind of year kind of thing up till about 2017 right now with the, the new layout. It's a gift that rotates. And, uh, and you can see this on Saturday if you go to the show notes for this episode. Um, it is pretty cool to see how they've continually upped the game with the the layout for for youtube yeah I'm i impressed. think that i think that google is kind of following a little bit in the steps of apple you know how apple changed their operating system to be a cleaner simpler easier to read you know um very simple look and feel i think google is starting to do this on youtube and probably their other properties as well what we're looking at is something that's a lot less cluttered, a lot more easy to read. Frankly, dare I say a little bit Facebook-esque, you know, mm -hmm. um, totally different look. Um, and also their logo design has changed. We're going to show you guys. I think we have an animation. Do we not, Eric, on yep. showing how the logo has evolved? It's kind of fascinating. Um, YouTube. Uh, the logo for the longest time had the word U in black and the word tube inside of a, a red um, shape that, uh, that looks pretty okay. Um, but they've totally changed it now where the, the word YouTube has a slightly different font. I'm not a huge fan of this, this font change. Uh, maybe it was always the same font, but it just looks a little different to me, but the word YouTube is now in all black and the, the red shape has now got a play button inside of it. And, yeah, um, I think that red. I think that red shape is supposed to be a tube, like an old picture tube from a TV. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that's always what it's been. It's been like yeah. some sort of representation of a play button, and maybe nobody ever noticed that before. But, um, but they're dropping the the red with the play button in it. Uh, in many cases, you're just seeing the black YouTube. And when I first see it, first saw it, I thought. That's kind of plain looking, you know, um, mm -hmm. but I think I know why they're doing it. I think what they're trying to do is make it so that it looks good on a, on a small device, you know, and it's easy to read because I don't think having white text inside of a red square was very easy to read when it was small. So I think what they've done is they've created something that's a little easier to read, but stylistically, I'm not a huge fan of the, of it. I just, you know, especially when it doesn't have the avatar next to it, it just, kind of appears a little plain Jane. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you like the, do you like the, the new look? Um, or do you think it's a step backwards for me? I, I, I just kind of feel like it's not as cool looking as it used to be. I like it as long as it has the, the red tube and the play button 
there as part of the logo. If you just have the word YouTube, I'm like, you lost me. Exactly. All right. Um, let's move to the next story. Facebook has removed uncommon boosted post options. So let me try to explain this. Um, so for the longest time, you could boost practically anything. And probably a lot of people didn't know that, but you could, you could boost so many things. It wasn't even funny. And Facebook has officially announced that they are retiring some of the rarely used, um, uh, boost options. And Mari Smith has said that she believes this is actually a good thing. Recom- uh, face, she said, quote, Facebook recommends businesses only use the boost button for about 10% of their advertising budgets and the other 90% should be used inside of ads manager. Um, so there you have it. Here's some of the stuff. We'll scroll through this list real quick. Uh, you can no longer boost products from shops. You can no longer boost a story about uh, a for sale post. You cannot boost check-ins on maps or restaurants. You cannot boost the share of a note. You cannot boost the share of a poll. You cannot boost place recommendations. Uh, the share, lots of shares basically is what we're looking at. Any, almost anything that was shared. Uh, you can't boost a profile picture change, um, a file upload. You cannot boost a sports event, uh, a video or image uploaded through the Facebook camera cannot be boosted. Well, that's kind of interesting. Uh, you, you cannot boost that you're attending an event. You cannot uh, boost the share of a video playlist, a political endorsement. You cannot boost um, uh, from an app to a page's timeline. So there's a lot of stuff that you're not going to be able to boost. But I would imagine you could probably use Ads Manager to do some of this stuff if you really needed to. I'm not 100% certain on that. But, but there you have it. So they've decided to retire quite a few things. If you used to do this, it looks like you will no longer be able to do this. Over to you, Eric. All right. Uh, Giphy recently rolled out uh, view counts for all of the GIFs for their official artists or partners, which a lot of those include Disney, MTV, HBO, NBA. We talked about this a few weeks ago. I think you weren't there. Um, what they're doing is, is they're featuring these GIFs and having a cumulative gift view count on that uh, official artists or partners official channel. In other words, breaking this down, they've got official partners when it comes to having gifts in the Giphy directory, and they're giving this view count as kind of a social proof to how many times like the NBA, Disney, yeah. HBO, MTV. So they're not providing views for the generic ones is what I hear you saying. It's just for Correct. the ones that they're partnering with. And and these views are pretty pretty crazy off the chart. Like we're looking at a shot <laughs> of a, 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 an illustration of – I don't know what the heck this is. Some sort of character uh, blowing kisses. Yeah. And this thing has like 14 million uh, views on it. Now, how do they define a view, Eric? Well, I think it's I, – I, in my opinion, it would be one full rotation of the GIF and GIFs are – anywhere up to, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 seconds, even in rotation of images that appear video like. And so think about that. Like, but here's what I know. Um, in our show yesterday, um, we were able to discover that they do not count it for each rotation of the GIF, only for each load of the GIF. So oh, interesting. So this is important to know because, you know, if that was the case, watching a GIF rotate for like five minutes would count as like a couple dozen. 
So no, it's because we often do that. Yeah, it's actually based on the load. So um, because, you know, just think about if they actually did the total <laughs> views like Vine, the loops, you know, then it would be completely crazy off the charts. But but my understanding of this is it's only for the first load that they count it. They don't count every single loop. So cool. Um, so, you know, I mean, you could find out some what some of the more popular uh, ones are now, obviously, uh, or perhaps avoid some of the ones or try to be using ones that not everyone else is using. All right, uh, moving along, we've got some pretty exciting news here uh, in the augmented reality world. So Google has launched this thing called AR Core. AR stands for augmented reality. And Core is kind of a um, developer kit, if you will, that allows uh, people to easily build augmented reality. Now, augmented reality, for those of you that are listening to the podcast, is when you are using a camera or glasses and it somehow layers on top of your real world. So virtual reality is a is a is a completely created world. Augmented reality is is essentially adding something to the existing world. What we're looking at right here is we're looking at a um, uh, this is really cool. We're looking at a picture of a desk, and um, this augmented reality tool allows, first of all, motion tracking. So it, it's smart enough to know as someone is moving your phone or your camera that that motion is changing. It's also got environmental understanding. So it's smart enough to know that there is a surface that is a desk upon which this object can sit so that it knows how to uh, warp it so that it looks like it's like looking into the distance and it's got that kind of um, perspective, if you will. And it also has something called light estimation. So it knows based on the lighting in the room where the shadows ought to fall. So this is pretty cool. Now, I'm not a techie, but I wanted to talk about this because now that Google is releasing this development tool, I think we're going to see a lot more people developing augmented reality tools, at least on the Google platform. What do you think about this, Eric? I don't typically love this kind of stuff, but this looks amazing. It looks fun, too. So Yeah, and if you're listening to the podcast, you're definitely going to want to go check out the show notes and see what this thing looks like because it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, so Facebook is now announced that pages that are repeatedly sharing stories that are marked as false will no longer be able to buy ads on Facebook. Hmm. Uh, this is an extension of an existing policy banning advertising from uh, pages that link to stories marked as false by third-party fact-checking organizations. So let's talk about this for a second. Um, there, there's this whole phenomenon known as fake news, right? Which is that, um, uh, for example, if Russia wanted to create some sort of a fake news story and then put some money behind it to make sure that it goes viral and is, is seen by people, um, this is a way that Facebook could stop that from happening because if, um, if something is known to be fake based on Facebook and someone has historically um, put money to boost those posts to kind of see that quote unquote fake thing get um, uh, distributed, Facebook is going to stop that page from being able to actually ever do any ads ever. Now, the flip side of this is what is fake and what is real is now kind of up to Facebook to decide, right? So the down and dark side of this is that um, – uh, we are now, unfortunately, um, you know, if we wrongly get classified as sharing something that could be marked as fake, then that could be a real problem. And I've seen people that have, 
you know, been unable to do things that seem to be completely legit and normal. So hopefully Facebook will get a lot of this stuff figured out. You know what I mean? Because it is kind of a slippery road. But um, for those of us that do not want fake information to get proliferated, which I don't think any of us do, um, and it's legitimately fake, this is a uh, this is kind of an interesting move that Facebook has taken. Definitely. Um, okay. Instagram um, emailed everybody who has a blue check mark, including us at Social Media Examiner, and said, guess what? Uh, there was a bug in Instagram that allowed people to hack all of a lot of accounts and take over these accounts and post things that are not appropriate. And, uh, you know, I've heard buzzes in the community over the last few weeks of people that were high profile having their Instagram accounts taken over and Instagram emailed everybody and said, Hey, guess what? Um, as a result of this, um, we strongly recommend you all turn on two factor authentication. So I just want to spend a quick second talking about this. I don't care whether you have the blue check mark or not. You need to turn on two factor authentication. And the best way to describe this is, uh, it sends a text message to your phone, um, with a, a code inside of it, right, Eric? And mm -hmm. nobody can log in to the account unless they not just have the password, but also have that code. And I think this is a very important thing because um, uh, I've had some really good friends like Shalene Johnson who have had her accounts completely taken over and and lewd things put on it. And she lost like 100,000 followers. It was a nightmare situation. If two-factor authentication existed back then, this would not have happened. It does exist now. There's no reason why you should not have that. And while we're at it, you should have it on every one of your profiles. You should have it on Facebook. You should have it on Twitter. You should have it on – I don't even know if they have it on LinkedIn. Do they have – I don't think they have it on LinkedIn yet. But, I don't think they do. But all the majors, you know, for the most part, Facebook um, and, and, and Instagram and Twitter, they all have it. Turn it on, people, because it's just not worth it for your account to get hacked. All right. Over to you, Eric. WhatsApp has added verified badges to select business accounts. So th what this looks like is it's going to be a green badge next to the account name, and that confirms the phone number of the contact that the business belongs to. Um, it's currently limited to a small number of businesses participating in a pilot program. I honestly didn't know that there were business accounts on WhatsApp, but that's news to me too. So. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, main, the main thing here is that um, I guess I don't use WhatsApp. Do you use WhatsApp, Eric? I don't. That's yeah. I guess uh, phone numbers are tied to WhatsApp and people can call mm -hmm. businesses and stuff. And uh, part of the reason they want to verify it is because they don't, you don't want someone impersonating your business, right? And receiving those phone calls. So I think that this is really meant to be kind of a, um, this is an official legitimate business that you can trust that this is their location. This is their phone number. Um, so there you have it. All right. Uh, last news item, which you guys are going to find absolutely fascinating, is Google Assistant, which my understanding, this is like Siri for Google. Does that sound about right, Eric? Yeah, it's the it's also the A-L-E-X-A -E for Google as okay, well. Okay, there you go. So Google Assistant is going to be coming to more gadgets this year. And this is literally from Google. I'm going to read this to you. Okay, Google, wash my clothes. So literally, uh, this is sweeter words have never been said. Starting later this year with manufacturers like LG, you'll be able to control your appliances, including washers, dryers, vacuums, and more from your assistant or your smart speaker or your Android or your iPhone. Now, if it folded my laundry, <laughs> 
if it actually um, if it actually taught my kids to like get the laundry into the machine, I would be stoked. But still, this is kind of fascinating, isn't it? So, <laughs> so I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen with uh, with this? But the fact is that you'll be able to control appliances with these smart speakers. Now, I'm just beginning to. You know how we have to spell out the word Alexa. Just imagine yeah. in my ho- house, you will not say Alexa. You will not say a blah, blah, blah. You got it, kids. When your friends are over, there'll be a sign that says, do not say this word. Because can you imagine your washer starting up? <laughs> oh, no. Anyhow. All right, folks. That's the end of the show. We thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, catch us next week. And uh, we hope to see you at Social Media Marketing World. Visit smmw18.com. With that, peace out. See you all next week. Bye-bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.